Hi, welcome. This is Dr. John Demartini. This is one of the most amazing and inspiring shows that you can listen into. If you want to be on the edge of your seats, if you want to open up your heart, if you want to expand your mind, and you want to meet incredible people, stay tuned because you're just about to experience a transformative radio show that will change your life. And you're listening to the Dr. Pat Show is coming up right next. Welcome to the Dr. Pat Show. Talk radio to thrive by. Powerful, inspiring, and coming to you live, bringing you stories of people like you and me, busting through and living life full out. Get ready to dare to wonder what your life would be like if you knew you could not fail. Hey, everybody, welcome. It's so great to have all of you tune us in and turn us on on this great day. Uh, Benny is at the helm as usual, along with Olivia. Hello to both of you. What up? Hello, hello. Yeah, what up? What up today? Today is the day. Today is the day. Get out and do your thing. Yeah, wait, wait. Yeah, you know, that thing. Wait, wait, I'm going to scooch here. Uh Uh-oh. Wait. Are you sitting on it? Ah, there it is. At a girl. Oh, now I got screwed that up. (laughs) Yeah. I think it works That's what we're talking about. So for those of you that are not watching, I put on my mask that says vote. Uh, we are a mask friendly studio and you may not see me with my mask on uh, on the show, but in order for us to survive and thrive, uh, we have followed all the guidelines that uh, Governor Jay Enfley has put down. Also, KKNW has done the same. There are flagship station been on them 15 years. Also, everyone at my network, the Transformation Network and Transformation Talk Radio, soon to be 10 channels, we're following the guidelines. And so the reason that we do that is because we are in support of all of you to make sure we continue to provide you with the best of the best. Um, Today is November 3rd, 2020. We've got a great show planned for you today. I'm going to be introducing you to a couple of people. But you know what I did, Benny? What's that? I went back in time. Oh, did you? Like a time capsule. Okay. Mm-hmm. How far? Uh, so I'll tell you how far. Okay. I was cleaning out my storage mm-hmm. room. I have a storage, uh, what do you call them, when you pay for storage? Yeah, like a storage. Public storage? storage. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. I've had it since I moved here mm-hmm. to Bothell. Mm-hmm. But I was going through it, and I came across, Wow like some really interesting notes and journals and i came across something that i had put together as a teenager and it was it's like scribble it was like it's not like people talk about journals today they go out and they buy this like what 50 dollar gold leaf journal and so i yanked out a composition journal like like a composition pad like it's the black and white with the black and white like covers on it and it says something like composition Remember? Oh, yeah, I do. Mm-hmm. A little old school. And so I'm going in there and I'm rummaging through stuff and we're finding letters and we're finding paraphernalia and Uh-oh. we're finding. Yeah. <laughs> so I cut. No, I had to get rid of that paraphernalia. That stuff left me in 1973. So all of those things, I just got rid of those in 73. Like, but, we'll just kind of set this over here. We'll save this. I think that's really what you want to say. <laughs> I'm like, I, I'm like, I am not smoking that stuff anymore. So it's that legal. It's legal. That's gone. That's gone. It's legal now. But don't, don't, please, don't be hunting me down here in Bothell, <laughs> Washington. But what I found was 
notes about stories about my life. And that, that's what we're talking about today. You know, as we talk about how do we bring the story forward? You know, um, so we have two people that have decided to bring the story forward. I'm gonna introduce them in a second. Uh, uh, Michael Habernig and April Hanna. And they are from Path 11 Productions, Path 11 TV. You're gonna find out about that. Little did they know, and I think little, very little did they know that my number is 11. I'm an 11 baby, 11. Every softball jersey, Benny, I've ever had. What do you think the number's on the softball jersey, which I came across in the story tree? I was just going to say, did you find a few of those? Yeah. Oh, my God. It don't even, like, don't ask me if I fit in them. That's like a whole different world. (laughs) Number 11. Do you know I even have my baseball glove from, like, back in the day with the ball that everybody signed? What do you think the number's on the ball? Wild guess. 11. Guess. Boom. What do you think next year is for us on Transformation Talk Radio and the soon-to-be-renamed the Transformation Network, which it always was? What do you think next year is? The 11th year. The 11th year. Oh. We didn't celebrate the 10th year Bat because we didn't feel the vibe in it. Yeah, we got around on 09, and we sat around a table, and we're like, should we celebrate 10? And everybody's like, no. We're just feeling something awkward in, in year number 10, 2020. So what is it about 11? What is it about Path 11? What happens when two people come together, just like me and you, Benny, this is Benny and I, 16 years, come together and you find what happens when you either are a healer or you sign on to do what I did 16 years ago, then you get deathly sick and you learn everything you need to learn about why you got sick how doubt played a role in it, and what you needed to know about healing that your mama never taught you. You could talk to her. We're going to talk to these two about this today. But what happens when you come together and you bring people together that have expertise and skills that would allow you to reach millions of people to provide answers and provide services and provide positive, uplifting. And I got to say, sometimes it's not always Pollyanna Patty. Greta, my hero, I honestly hope she never smiles, Greta Thurberg, because there's a power in that. But what happens when you have experiences that, as my friend Dr. Jean Houston says, they are tipping points. They're about jump time. They are moments in your life when you think or feel you ain't coming back into this earth skin. And everybody around you is thinking, dude's gone. Yep, he's gone. Yep, she's gone. But then you come back. And you don't come back like Pet Cemetery, because that's a line out of the Justice League, just in case you're wondering where I get most of my very important information from, the comic books. But you come back differently. That's what you're going to hear about today. And so how do you come back? How did I come back? What happened that made me different? What happens when you bring two people together that look at life and say, 
there is more that we need to do. There is more that we can do. That's what we're talking about today. We're talking about, are you going to play not to lose or are you going to play to win? And there's a difference. And my two very special guests today, the folks and the founders of Path 11 TV, they decided we're not going to play that thing not to lose. We're going to play chess, but we're going to play to win. So I want to introduce everybody, uh, all of you, to two people that obviously got touched, maybe by an angel. Who knows? I don't know. We're going to find out. But what do we know uh, when this is almost like a joke? Somebody did a joke on me the other day. What happens when you bring a positive talk producer? I don't even want to go there. But what happens when you bring a holistic healer together with a filmmaker? What are the possibilities? We're going to find out. Welcome to the show, both of you. It's great to have you here. Thanks, Dr. Pat. Yeah, thank you. So let's answer the question, but I'm going to ask it to you differently. And, you know, this is really talking about Path 11 in a lot of ways. But the question that I've been asking people for 16 years is this. You know, you both came together in what people would call like a really odd way. But when you look back, not so much. I'd like to hear from each of you what challenges, what obstacles each of you had to overcome to bring you to this, like right now, on November 3rd, this very moment. Who wants to go first? Raise your hand. <laughs> I'll go first. I like to lead. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so um, that's a great question. And I would say back in 2008, I was getting ready to go into my own private practice. I have a background. I'm a licensed mental health therapist. And I was battling a lot of my own insecurities and fears of leaving the work in the psychiatric world. So I was a therapist in an inpatient psychiatric unit and branching out into more of holistic therapy and mental health. So I had gotten my training in Reiki and I finally built my website and I got an office and I was ready to actually move into my purpose, my passion deathly afraid to do it. And, uh, you know, hit the button, my website went up. And within that same week, I got a call from Mike. And I was thinking, Oh, my gosh, this is amazing. There's this film producer that's contacting me. And he wants to make a documentary about me. He wants <laughs> to make a documentary about Reiki. And I thought, wow, I guess if you're really following your purpose and your path, then the universe really does respond. So this gave me a lot of confidence. And uh, so Mike and I, we met, we had some coffee. And after he told me his vision, I realized, well, I don't want to be in the documentary. But I have a lot of teachers who had like 20 to 25 years in the field of consciousness and healing that I thought would be really good people to interview because I saw them as the experts. You know, at the time, I only had maybe about eight years of experience kind of with uh, the Reiki modality and energy healing. So, um, so I gave Mike a list of my healers and teachers who I thought would make great interviews. And um, he had some people in mind, like the Monroe Institute, William Buhlman, Thomas Campbell. And we kind of put our resources together and said, all right, well, why don't we take a week off from our paying jobs? Let's go travel the East Coast and let's see if we can get these people on film and ask some questions and let's make a documentary. 
And so that was some of the challenge and the fears that I was overcoming at the time in 2008 when I had met Mike that has completely evolved and transformed to 2020 today. We've made three documentary films. We have a podcast ourselves, Path 11 Podcast. We've interviewed over 250 people. And this year we launched Path 11 TV. So that's what I was overcoming. And Mike was overcoming a lot of his own personal stuff before he reached out to me. So I'll let him tell you about that. Well, you know, here's what I want to say. You know how you know like you're onto something big. Can't cuss on this show. Stuff shows up. Stuff shows up. And I, I've I've done so many shows trying to figure out why is this coming up for me? But you guys are like, you're talking about it, right? Uh, and so, Mike, stuff shows up. Yep. Did it show up for you? You could say that. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh Going into 2008, right before we met, um, I, I was working in a corporate job. I, I, I've done some, I worked on some independent films, uh, TV news, live TV. Uh, and I, at this point, I was more into the advertising side, producing commercials um, in upstate New York. And going, going into that, um, I was kind of in this weird place where I th my daughter at the time was probably about four years old. So I'm dealing with new life at the same time. I've had a lot of uh, family members, uh, friends pass away uh, within the, uh, mainly the year 2007. Um, lost a lot of people, averaged probably about two people a month um, that died. So then I began to question things and my job that year kind of transitioned into more data entry than filmmaking. So I was kind of getting bored <laughs> and I decided to do some research and, you know, YouTube was only, I don't know, two, maybe three years old at this point. So I, I just would just play YouTube, um, you know, just, you know, usually it's like entertainment stuff, but then you get really bored of that and you move into, <laughs> you know, I, I, I'm a fan of Art Bell. So I was listening to some of his radio shows that got put onto YouTube, um, some other things. Uh, like similar to that. And um, there, were, there were a handful of people that came up um, that started uh, to, ha to allow me to change the way I, I looked at the world, the universe. Uh, one of them was William Buhlman, Thomas Campbell, who we feature in the films. And um, I, I, the other part of me is that I grew up, uh, my childhood was very strict in the Catholic religion. Uh, a lot of this was, you know, a no-no thing. Um, just didn't talk about it. I had to live through it, you know, either watching um, horror movies or science fiction stuff like The X-Files. Um, so it, that, that was my only experience diving into this. Other than that, it was told, you know, I was told to stay, stay out of it. So that year when I was researching it, I, I, I felt like you know, more people have to know about this. Um, at the same time, uh, the movie The Secret just came out. Um, what the Bleep uh, was another one, which had more of a science uh, twist onto it. Um, so I, I was really interested in those films. Uh, they, they were both a big inspiration into getting started because I thought, well, if we can get, you know, more movies done, you know, this can be more, you get at least more scientists involved into it, get more of a public view into this. And then shortly after I met April, 
because um, I, I wanted to meet somebody local who I could either bounce ideas off of or either interview for the film. And, you know, at, at that time, it's like, well, do we really want <laughs> have time to put together a full documentary or is this going to be short clips on YouTube? And, um, it, you know, going back, I thought a film might be better at that point, um, it, you know, not knowing that YouTube would become what it is today. Yep. But um, yeah, so it, it was a lot of that was overcoming the fear of going past what I was raised in childhood and just stepping out of the comfort zone and exploring things that I had an interest in, but knew very little about, you know, and then now fast forward 12 years later, it's, there's this whole world out there that, you know, is well, I'm sure, you know, it's well into this way, way beyond, you know, from where I was at that point. You know what I love about you guys? Uh, well, ladies and gentlemen, man and woman, feminine, masculine, and I'm not saying who's who right there. Um, what I love about this story is, and both of you, and we're going to really, we're going to take a deep dive into this because our message moving forward and our theme for next year is we haven't figured out the words yet, but it's big. It's epic. It's something that we can't describe because see what you both are talking about. So this is, this is the stuff transformation is made of this is the stuff and the reason i was so excited to talk to you we're going to talk about path 11 but i got to tell you we have the best listeners on the planet we have the best viewers on the planet and they love stories they call us the disney of podcasting i didn't know that was a compliment till about a year ago uh but here's what i love about this underneath every great epic event every epic action there are people that are human. They've gone through the trials, the tribulations. They've made decisions that are counterintuitive. So, April, for you, the decision not to be in the film, people be looking at you like, I, I could see my friend Gail, like, if somebody came to me and said, oh, like, this is what actually, this is a true story. Uh, they came to me and they said, we need you to be in a music video with John Legend. And I'm like, you're pranking me. This is like a joke. This is last year. And I wasn't going to go. I was like, what am I going as? Well, this is what they know you as, Pat. They know you as Reverend Doctor, street smart spiritualist. You're, you're the street smart kid, right? And I'm like, like, nobody even knows that. I like took the website down. So these are moments we get to where my friend Jean would say, you're at a tipping point. You too, you made a decision. And for our listeners, what I want to say about it, it's not, it sounds like this is, we're talking about it. It was so easy to make these decisions. We're just like, you know, yeah, like we, no. See, what I think is when you say yes to consciousness, when you say yes to rising your, raising your own vibration, when you say yes to then saying, I want to do something important. You can't predict what happens next. So I want to ask you this question, each of you. How did you learn? Ready? How did you learn to stand in your yes? Now, let me tell you why I'm asking you that. I don't know how much you know about me or my story. I don't know if you were told that 
here she is. She showed up, got a network, got a show. Honestly, in 2003, I was depressed. I had finished a doctorate. I should have been everything everybody said I should be. Awards for the research. Should have been back in corporate America. And Mike, that would have killed me, by the way. Should have, should have, should have. But I couldn't. I was stuck. I was crusted over. I'll tell you. I was so crusted over, I created crust busting. And on the back of this card, like this is so old. This is the original card. It's a little beaten up. My goal is to help at least 1 million people this year live life full out. I dial a wrong phone number. I have a little learning thing. Transpose a number, dial a wrong phone number into a digital network in 2003. Were you guys even born like in 2003? Maybe, yeah? Oh yeah. Yeah, okay. <laughs> just check it. April, just check it. Within 10 minutes, looking for a man named Tracy. Got a woman named Casey. I pulled out a credit card. The only credit card I had that I hadn't used to pay for my education. And I bought 13 weeks on a digital network for $8,000. My friends wanted to take me to Harborview. They thought I lost it. I bought an hour of airtime. And it was like coming home. But I wavered. It was hard for me to stay in my yes with the pressure. And so April 1st, I got deathly sick. How have you learned in creating Path 11? And I want, I want you to tell folks what it is. How have each of you learned to stand strong in your, yes, April? Since you started first last time, I'm going oh. back to you. Well, I Mike, to... Mike's like, go to April. <laughs> I have to admit, sometimes I, I stand in my yes in shaky boots, you know, even, <laughs> even to this day. Um, but I think what has really helped me um, stand in the yes, I guess when I finally decided to make that transition I was really inspired by the work of Wayne Dyer excuses be gone and I, I listened to that and I felt like I kind of had a night where I had this conversation with God and I said okay you know if I do everything that Wayne Dyer says in this training because I've been reading all these books and I read everything but I didn't actually apply it and I had this night where I said okay you know I am just gonna do what Wayne says I'm gonna release my fear I'm removing all excuses I'm gonna follow my heart and my passion and God God, if you do not support me, I will, I, I'm coming out of the therapy business. I'm not going to do this. I'm going to go and work somewhere else. Like show me that, that you're real, that you're true, that you really support people. And so there was a surrender that I had and there's a surrender that I do. I feel like every day to this path and my own spirituality, and there's a trust involved. Um, I think the other thing that goes along with it that was really impactful, somebody once asked me, do you value your freedom or do you value your security? And I chose freedom. And so that is kind of what I come back to each and every time I feel like, are we on the right path? Is this going to work? Okay, what new ideas do we have? Should I just go back to the nine to five that feels safe? And my answer is always no. And what I have found is when I continue to move forward and stand in that yes, and like you said, kind of show up to the universe, say yes to consciousness, I feel like it always supports. And I've had enough proof now since 2008 with these ideas, uh, with Path 11 TV, with my own business on the side, that um, there's abundance 
and there's something supporting me yeah. or else I wouldn't still be doing the work. So surrender, trust, and uh, honoring my freedom. Yeah, I love the conversation you had, right, with the God of your understanding what that was. And Mike, I think you'll love this comment. I remember being at the same place and saying to one of my friends, you know what, God, if you don't help me out here, I'm going to eat meat on Friday. My friend said to me, dude, like they changed like, like that like decades ago. So Mike, what was it like for you to stand in your yes? Yeah, it's a good question. Uh there was a couple points um, throughout the last few years that really stood out. One was we had just put the trailer together for the first film, The Path Afterlife, and um, it, it it's it's two minutes, but it, it's very clear that it's not a. It, we talk about the afterlife, but we don't talk about the religion uh, distortion of that. Mm -hmm. And um, it was shortly after we put it up on Facebook and I got a call, not a call, but a private message from a close relative who told me basically to stop doing what I'm doing. Um, you know, that that's basically what it came down to. And so I said, well, I've already invested all this money in this time. I'm in the film at this point, I think was probably about 80% done. I was like, no, I'm going to, I'm going to keep doing it. Because uh, the only person that I would hurt by putting this out there would be myself. Mm. And I'm okay with the message that I was putting together. And um, so it's, if you don't want to watch it, you don't have to watch it. That That's kind of the attitude I went into it with. And then a few years later, we put out the second film, Beyond the Physical, and we were at a screening, um, I believe it was at, um, at one of the venues nearby. And we, we had a pretty good crowd and this, old woman, older woman, I should say, she's probably about 80 something came up to me. She had a cane and she um, wasn't in tears, but you could tell she was very emotional. And she said, thank you for putting this out. And beyond the physical was more about the out of body experience, this the psychic phenomena with remote viewing um, because she experienced, uh, I believe it was a spontaneous out of body experience when she was little and she was told to stay quiet about it. And this is the first time in probably 60 years or more more where she could actually converse with other people who had similar experiences. Because um, we also brought in William and Tom and, um, uh, and a few other people from the film to sit in front of the audience after the movie played and answer questions from the audience. So there was this very uh, community aspect to when we did a screening for the film and she just basically said thank you for bringing this up because i, I wasn't able to talk to anybody else about this and that kind of resonated with me because um even though i didn't have that experience as a child i i had uh the the interest in knowing about it and being told not to explore that <laughs> because i might be damned to hell for eternity or whatever oh for sure yeah. Yeah. So that, that, I, then I, after that, Just look I was, at us now. <laughs> and I, I basically kind of in some ways made it a mission to just yeah. keep putting this information out. And that's, and then we did other projects after the films and all that's accumulated uh, into uh, uh, path 11 TV along with the podcast, which is 
brought a, opened a lot of eyes and created a nice a lot of nice conversations with people about that. You know, thank you both for coming out. And I really mean that because, you know, that's the thing the three of us have in common and we're not alone. You know, we've got listeners from all over the world and they hear stuff like this and they hear us talking about this. I, for the first 10 years of my show, I, I rarely talked about anything personal. I was so sick with the mystery disease. The only thing I could do was keep buying airtime so that 13 week show turned into a five day a week on this network on January 1 of 04. On April 1 of 04, doubt and shame and guilt about the things you're talking about, Mike, the things I knew but I didn't talk about. I, honestly, on April 1st, I literally was given a workshop. Live your greatest dream. Can you feel me on that? By the end of the workshop, my right ankle was the size of a soccer ball. And I went on about a 10-year journey. And I didn't start to talk about it till about 08 or 09. And what I learned about that, and I want to talk to you both about it when we come back as we talk about Path 11, is there's a freedom. And I want to say this for all of our listeners, because right now people are going through being in the closet about what's happening in their lives. It's painful. This is so painful for people. And just like your friend, it, I never talked about my experience at Catholic boarding school. I never talked about how I knew from the ninth station of the cross being told that my mom was with him. I never talked about that. But we're living in a world today where you both are not just touching the hearts of people through Path 11. You are helping people give themselves permission to be who they are, every aspect of their lives. And by the way, when you're young like I was, and you start to talk about that stuff, they, tend, they send you to Dr. Jacoby and he writes a prescription and you're like six years old. Let's take a short break. We come back. It's all Path 11 TV. Benny, what's my favorite number? 11. <laughs> we'll be back with Mike and April. But I want to say to you, go to path11tv.com. Go to path11productions.com for the podcast. When we come back, we're going to tell you all about it. And we're going to talk about what happens when you launch your lunch and it turns out to be the most delicious production on the planet. We'll be right back. Hi, everyone. I'm the host of Nothing But Now, Mindful Living with Dr. Mary Angela McGuire on Transformation Talk Radio. I share ideas, insights, and tools you can use to release yourself from fearful and negative thinking and live from a place of clarity and confidence. Please join me in each show where we challenge ourselves to change together. Please go to my website, mcguirelifecoach.com. That's mcguirelifecoach.com. See you next time. Welcome to the Dr. Pat Show, talk radio to thrive by. I am so thrilled to be talking to all of you. We have got talk radio for all of us. Are you ready and willing and able to accept all of the abundance you can muster up in your life? Yeah. Check us out at drpatshow.com, transformationtalkradio.com. 
TransformationRadio.fm. Oh, my goodness. A word of caution. If you prefer the status quo and you are not interested in improving every aspect of your life, this book will trigger the shift out of you. The Truth is Funny, Shift Happens is available now. Author Colette Steffen brings the powerful knowledge and life-changing energy and empowerment from the radio airwaves to the pages of her new book. To get your copy in paperback or ebook, visit thetruthisfunny.com today. The Truth is Funny, Shift Happens with Colette Marie Steffen is excited to welcome Karen Benton as a monthly guest host. Tune in on the third Wednesday of each month at 8 a.m. Pacific time to regain confidence and trust in your capacity to create change in your life, your health, your family, and your well-being. Karen Benton is a mother, nurse practitioner, certified body talk practitioner, Franklin Method instructor, and owner of Limitless Living, LLC. For more information about Karen, visit karenbenton.com. The vibration of change, that magical place where life shifts from struggle to ease, from stagnation to forward movement, from old ways of being to new ways of becoming. If you're like I am, it can be rather elusive to get there, but when you are in it, you feel it down to your very core, don't you? And it can positively affect everything in your life, from your relationships to your health and well-being, from your career path to your abundance from the quality of that inner connection to the fullness of your self-expression. On The Christine Upchurch Show, we explore ways to get into that vibration of change with experts in the fields of consciousness, psychology, spirituality, health, healing, and science. Join me, Christine Upchurch, every Friday at 11 a.m. Pacific Time, 2 p.m. Eastern Time on KKNW AM 1150 and Transformation Talk Radio and learn new ways to step into your vibration of change. Hey, everybody, get ready, get ready. Path 11 TV launch on 11-11, 11-11. It's actually David's birthday, too. Path 11 TV launch on 11-11-2020. Uh, I want to just make sure folks know we're talking about you, your story, your journey, but we're also talking about what you created, and we're going to really dig deeper into that now. But how do people find out? How did they watch how do they be part of the pod? How, how? How do they do that, Mike? Or April? Who wants Mike? April? April? Mike? Go ahead, Mike. Right. <laughs> uh, the easiest way is just go into path11tv.com. Um, that's it. Even though we say launch 1111, it's it's actually available yeah. now. It's We're just yeah. doing a soft launch. And 1111 is just like the, the grand party. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. And we have an amazing discount and probably will never be this low in the his, in the next future of path 11 tv the price is 40 percent off the annual uh subscription this good to 11 12 the next day and it's yeah 59.99 for for a year yeah and everything we put on there will be accessible for the next year or as long as you keep your subscription um you got to yeah. do that you got to do it when you're celebrating an 11. And I want to talk about this. Maybe April, I'm going to kick the hard question to you. Uh, there's something about 11, which April, you're going to talk about. There's something about 11 that I learned. It is about generosity, abundance, especially if you are a quadruple Sagittarian. <laughs> and if we don't get into the energy of 11 by doing Mike, what you just said, 
by being generous in that way to expand consciousness to help people, then we're not aligned with 11. You're, you're, you're not in alignment, right? 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 So April, 11. Tell me you played softball and it was your number. But more importantly, <laughs> how did it come to be from your perspective? And then we'll go to Mike. But how did it come to be? And I want to really get deeper into what you created and who's in the film. But 11, I guess you could have picked any number, but you picked 11. What did that mean to you? Yeah, well, my softball jersey number was 13, by the way. Okay, so I wore... <laughs> lucky 13 and uh, as you guys were talking about you know my grandmother also raised me for a good part of my life and she raised me catholic as well and she was extremely superstitious and friday the 13th was the number of the devil i came home with that jersey and she said you will bring that back and i said no i won't and i'm gonna make this lucky so 13 was my number but so the 11 came in with one of the people that we interviewed for our documentary series and she had knowledge in numerology so as she was sitting down talking to us, she said, hold on a second. I want to find out your life path numbers and see who you guys are. Because she wanted to check to make sure like she was being a part of this documentary film, but is she doing something with, with people? So Mike is actually a life path 11 and I'm a life path nine. And um, so we learned about you know, 11 being kind of a number of the masters. Um, it's a pretty important number. And when we began to edit the film, or if we were traveling and we were arriving to our destinations, the numbers 1111 and 111 would always pop up for us. I happened to take a look because um, somebody, an astrologist needed to know what time we were born. And I got out my birth certificate and I was born at 111 PM. Wow. And then we started noticing all of these synchronicities. Mike and I lived at the time 11 miles apart. Um, so the number 11 just kept coming up our, without trying to do it. The first film, the path afterlife is an hour and 11 minutes long. Um, so we just had these crazy synchronicities with the 11. And when we, uh, delved in a little bit more with numerology and understand, understood a little bit more about that number, we figured that we would use that in the name of our business. And because we were truly on a path, our path of spirituality and seeking, we decided to put those two together and call it path 11 productions. Once you did that, how'd you feel inside? great just clicked just it's always felt right never thought it needed to change even the way that the logo came together I think it looks beautiful and uh and the 11 in itself looks like a path you know it's not standing up and you put it down so there's just like there was just so many synchronicities about it I love you guys love it so Mike yes after that really hard thing to do then comes the easy stuff I think I'll create a film. I <laughs> <laughs> saw your picture. I can't remember where, but I watched the film. I saw your picture. You're like in the snow and you look so happy. You're like in the snow and you got the big camera and you're like, and you got this big smile on your face. Not like now having somebody like me ask you a bunch of like, what kind of questions is she going to ask me? But this is your happy place, right? So from the moment you had your epiphany, people want to know, how do I get from here to here? And a lot of times, in addition to Wayne Dyer, all of that, right? All of those things. You, so in The Walking Dead, there's a scene in The Walking Dead, uh, not a couple seasons ago, and they're in a church. 
and they have to decide, I got to get out of the church, but like the zombies, everyone, I got it. So I come from a horror film background. You and I, we could be like twins, but they're in the church. And I'm like, oh, do we go now? Over here, like, I guess in blood, it says faith without works is dead. What did you do to know what action to take and tell people what you created? When something like a film, which if, if anybody's ever made a film of any kind, they know, it, you know, it's not, it's not an easy or a quick task. No. So it, if you, you, you think of it as more of like a, a long drive or a marathon and you, you, you know, the, the destination is in ahead of you, but you don't think about it constantly. What you do is you think about every little task leading up to the destination. So you have, this, this is where, I guess, baby steps comes from, that phrase or whatever. So you just take, okay, you know, like, okay, today we're talking with so-and-so. We have all, you know, the outline that we're going to cover. Um, that's the other thing, too, is planning an outline, knowing, you know, we're going to go from A, B, C, all the way down to X, Y, Z. Um, we got to do it in, it can't be four hours or six hours. It's got to be something that somebody wants to watch. So just basically have a basic outline of connecting the dots and telling a compelling story at the same time. So it's, it, it's, it's once you set that out and then you start walking on this path of filmmaking, it's that little step every day. It's like, okay, today we're going to accomplish these tasks. Uh, tomorrow we've got those tasks, but I'm not going to think about tomorrow until we get through today. And of course, once you film everything and then you go to the edit room, everything completely changes. <laughs> um, and that's where the real, at least in documentary filmmaking, that's where most yeah. of the film is put, is written and put together. And like the second film, we delayed, that actually got delayed. I don't know, uh, I could be wrong in the dates, but I felt like two years delayed after the don't first one. Don't you hate one. that when that happens? We, we start, started it and stopped it I think four times four, before we had a f and the actual second half of the film I pretty much got in a dream and woke up with that and I, I kind of rushed and did what I could to complete some scenes and write stuff down that I wanted to remember and then wow. that that's kind of how I how the at least yeah that's how the second half of that film got put together but the uh first half was rough a rough go and scrapped a couple stories um yeah and changed the whole mm -hmm. <laughs> structure of the film and finally it clicked so you know let's talk about the people in the film because i want to put this in context for those of you out there go to path11tv.com and you will see how you can become a member how you can subscribe you also see there's like a, a free trial so get over there and check it out even though 1111 is the like the, the celebration thing um for it one of the things i want to talk about is what happens when you start to interview some of the people you've interviewed because for me, when I got sick, something happened to me. And I was fortunate. The angel lady told me I needed T3. I looked up somebody, a naturopath, saved my life, didn't need T3. I had something way more serious. But the point is this. I changed. 
And I started to go in a direction. I'm a girl from the projects in New York. The direction I went in, I can't explain it other than being guided. Every time I do a show, I'm guided. I couldn't tell you five minutes after we're done what I said to you. But I want to ask you, tell us about the people you interviewed. And I wonder if there was any one or two, and I know I don't want to put you on the spot, but somehow they changed you again. Tell us about this film or these films. Tell us about some of the people that came to the table for you, Mike, and then April. So I'm giving him like that first question, then we'll go to you. Uh, probably working with Tom, um, we, we, uh, when we fil first filmed him in Alabama in 2008, uh, we, we scheduled two days. So we, it was about four hours to one day, five hours the next day of footage of just him. And I think it was towards the end of the first day. Um, you know, it, when you, when you're filming that long, you t obviously you take breaks and, you know, he gets up, gets water, goes to the bathroom, you know, whatever we have snacks in the, in the place. And, um, April and I would go over questions. And then when we came back to it, uh, he was so in sync with what we were talking about. He knew the question before I asked it. And so I, I <laughs> he was actually reading my mind with the questions and April and I were just kind of like looking at each other, like, how did he know we were going to ask that? And, uh, hmm. yeah, so it, it, that it's, so you're kind of getting evidence. I mean, obviously it's not something that you, you can show the audience the same evidence, but you know, just for us putting this together, when you do have some days of doubt, like, oh, are these people really telling the truth? Is this, some of this is out, out, outrageous. I know. And, and then you start seeing evidence of it pointing in, in this direction that, yeah, they, they really are telling the truth. So it's, it, it, that, that was uh, kind of a life-changing moment for me yeah. anyway. Yeah, you know, you're absolutely right about that. I mean, Benny and I had an experience in the studio with a gentleman, uh, Michael Shane. And Michael Shane was able to bring forth objects you know, through a portal, like out of his mouth. And when you're in a studio and you're doing a live show and the guy's in the studio with you and he starts to act like he's choking and you're what, Benny, you remember that? And you're watching him. And the next thing you know, out of his mouth, not a single drop of moisture, out of his mouth come spoons, crystals, it changes your perspective. So some of these people, of course, had to change you. But isn't that the idea? You know, isn't Path 11 to help people transform? April, what do you think? Yeah, I would agree with Mike. I mean, Thomas Campbell had a great impact on me um, and really helped me to be a better facilitator of healing for my clients because he taught me a lot about intent and how intent moves consciousness. 
He taught me how to be able to look inside people's bodies, to be able to read energy, to be able to heal. So even though we were interviewing him, I was like a student across from him in that chair. I was learning a lot. There was a woman, Patty Avalon, that told a story from uh, the Monroe Institute and she was late for some meeting and she was a facilitator working at the Monroe Institute and um, you know very aware of energy. And there was a tree that had fallen down in the middle of the road and in that moment she remembered that like everything is energy and nothing is physical and she told this story when we were sitting across her she's like so I just drove through it because it wasn't really there it was just an illusion that the tree was there and still to this day I don't know how she did that but it was that was a moment too that made me think about okay you know what 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 is really happening here um so you know, those experiences were of the documentary series that we created um, called the Path Trilogy. There's the Path Afterlife, the Path Beyond the Physical, and the Path Evolution. And then over on Path 11 TV, we have um, other footage on there as well. And uh, the one that I really enjoyed was Conversations on the Path. I sat down with local people who were doing similar to what you're doing, Dr. Pat. They're just raising the consciousness of the world. And I kind of see these people and choose these certain people to sit down and speak with because I feel like they're like the grassroots campaign, you know? They're yeah. not really, they're not out there, you know, they're not, um, you know, stars in the consciousness world or they're writing books, right. but they're like the soldiers, you know, that are on the ground doing the work, doing the healing and trying to raise consciousness in these little pockets of areas in, in their world. And they've, they've kind of felt their calling and they're in alignment with their call. And that's called Conversations on the Path. We have about 14 episodes on Path 11 TV, mm. um, a really cool story of a woman doing the Peaceful Cities Project uh, in Albany. Bethany Gonier is her name. Yeah. And she's praying over high crime cities and working with she's um, a rock star police station yeah she's I a mean, rock star i mean what amazing. she's doing up there in my my birth state oh my yep. god yeah so we have bethany kind of talking about the data that she's collected how they're doing you know the heart coherence with the brain and the mind and then getting meditators together and really praying over these high crime areas so i tried to find people like that to come on path 11 tv to share their story to help inspire others as well you know to kind of find their passion their purpose and go out and live it so um that was uh, one of the interviews that i really loved and enjoyed that we put on path 11 tv and then another thing you know like you were talking about how things change you I would say the afterlife awareness conference in 2018 I, for some reason for years I just knew Mike and I were going to have a connection with this conference I didn't know how why or when it was going to happen and in 2018 I saw an ad pop up and I just decided let's see if we can get these people on our podcast and it just so happened that that year the production company that used to do their live stream decided that they weren't going to do it and we were offered the job Wow. Fast, fast forward to um, October 2019, just last year, my mom had tragically passed away. Mm. And um, during the closing ceremony of 2019, I'm filming and I'm bawling my eyes out during this beautiful shamanic closing ceremony that they're doing. 
And I had an intuitive knowing this was held in June that my mom was probably going to pass away somehow. She struggled with addiction her whole life, you know, Mine and too. I re I remember just bawling and crying and I couldn't, and I, here I am trying to work, right. I'm trying to film. And I just started, I threw myself into this closing ceremony. It was a fire ritual. I'm an Aries, you're Sagittarius. I'm a fire sign. So like love fire ceremonies. And then, you know, come October, I finally, you know, got the notification and the call that my mom had passed. And it was in that moment last year that I really understood why Path 11 happened for me. It was, you know, from 2008 to 2019, 11 years. Okay, there's the 11 again. I was in training for that moment to get that notification, to get that call. And even though I'm a mental health therapist and, you know, I mean, part of the reason why I went into it was past trauma and, you know, things that I had, um, you know, lived with and had grown up with and wanted to be a healthier person. Um, it just, I learned so much from the afterlife awareness conference that it kind of really held energy and space for me to be able to work through it and what I was going through. And, you know, the fear of death, everything that I've studied about what happens when people die, it just gave me so many coping skills to really kind of get through another mm -hmm. tragic moment in my life that that's why this work that we're doing is it's so personal. It's not just, you know, we're a production company and we want to make films about all this stuff. I mean, we're doing the work yeah. and we're doing the research, but we're applying it to our lives. And we just feel called to say, well, this helped me, this helped me release my fear of death. This helped me to um, stay put together when my mom died tragically, you know, this helped me when I had a friend that was pregnant, delivered two twins and then died on the table after she gave birth, you know, I mean, it's like these moments in life where we're questioning, like, what is going on here? Why are we here? What is my purpose? Does any of this really matter? So everything that we've researched and collected and educated ourselves on, we finally put it all together in this format on Path 11 TV. And I feel like, um, you know, the subscribers are probably who we were back in 2008, trying yep. to find answers. And so now we feel like we've found some, yep. uh, maybe not all, but we found some good stuff and we're putting it out there. So hopefully when people are going through these existential crisis or going through traumas in their life, that they will be able to find Path 11 TV and get some of their answers or questions answered. You're absolutely right. And I want to just make sure for those of you out there, go to path11tv.com for sure. Um, first of all, let me thank you both for joining me here today. And, you know, this is, this is the stuff transformation is made of. Um, these are the stories. These are the things. And you nailed it when you said our viewers, I'll tell you this. I keep saying that we have the best audience both social media or live, right? AM, FM, whatever it is. And I keep saying that because they have helped guide me in some of the most difficult times of my life. And they're very clear in telling me what they want more of and what they want less of. And we do it. I want to ask you both one last question. I know we've only got a few minutes left, but it's an important one. I want to go back to you, Mike. I'd love to know what your personal message is. What do you want to leave us with? Uh, I, I would say just keep exploring, keep searching, keep walking the path. Um, yeah, that, that's the answer could be five steps down the road or it could be 
two miles down the road. Who knows? You just got to keep looking and maybe, you know, the, the person that you need that will connect you with what, what you're ultimately looking for will show up at some point to help you through that. Thank you, Mike. April, what's your personal message? I guess my personal message and what I've learned is to um, try to have people to come more into alignment of the vibration of love. Because when you come into that alignment, you come into remembering who you are, and then you are able to give out to the world. And ultimately, like Tom Campbell says, it's kind of like, you know, love is the destination. We're trying to lower our entropy. We're trying to be love. And so I think, you know, through the spiritual learning and quest that you will find moments of that and that to keep riding that love wave. Mm 